0: Welcome to Bible Bedtime. My name is Dana, and I am your host. Thank you so much for being here. If you notice a a slight difference in the sound on this episode, well, I am having some microphone challenges. Now, I can choose to get all upset and worked up over this frustration. Or I can pray that you will offer some grace. And recognize that it doesn't really matter and that everything is going to be okay I'll either figure out (laughs) how to fix my microphone issue or I'll have to find a new microphone or I'll make do if it's good enough. And something for you to remember is that you are always good enough. Unlike an object like a microphone or, or a car or a computer, your value is in no way associated with how well you work Any given moment, your value is based on the fact—the beautiful fact—that you are a child of God. You are an heir to the kingdom of your Creator. Given that perspective, it's easier to find peace even in the midst of the storms of life. One of the ways that God helps us to find more peace in our daily lives is by designing us to sleep Every single day. And in putting our minds and our bodies to sleep, we're able to rest and recover. It gives our minds, our brains, an opportunity to reset so that we are more capable tomorrow of doing everything that we need to do, want to do, feel compelled to do. So, the best way to keep everything working is to get the rest that you need. But because your brain is designed to work, it is sometimes hard to let it relax. A lot of times there is noise in your brain that continues, even in a quiet room. There are images that replay in our mind's eye, even When it's pitch dark, Bible bedtime is designed to be that nesting place for your mind while you fall asleep. Each episode, I read a full chapter of the Bible. In a way that is soft and soothing. I play background music and sound effects that are cozy and comfy and peaceful. After I finish the chapter, I read the 23rd Psalm and finish with the Lord's Prayer. Before I start the reading of tonight, we are going to, as we do each episode, begin with three deep breaths. Here we go. The New Testament, Matthew 22. The Bible says Jesus spoke to them again in parables, saying, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who prepared a wedding banquet for his son. He sent his servants to those who had been invited to the banquet to tell them to come, but they refused to come. Then he sent some more servants and said, Tell those who have been invited that I have prepared my dinner, my oxen, and fattened cattle have been butchered, and everything is ready. Come to the wedding banquet. But they paid no attention and went off, one to his field, another to his business. The rest seized his servants, mistreated them, and killed them the king was enraged. He sent his army and destroyed those murderers and burned their city. Then he said to his servants, the wedding banquet is ready, but those I invited did not deserve to come. Go to the street corners and invite to the banquet anyone you can find. So the servants went out into the streets and gathered all the people they could find, both good and bad, and the wedding hall was filled with guests. But but when the king came in to see the guests, he noticed a man there was not wearing wedding clothes. Friend, he asked, how did you get in here without wedding clothes? The man was speechless. Then the king told the attendants, tie him hand and foot and throw him outside into the darkness, where there will be weeping gnashing of teeth. For many are invited, but few are chosen. Then the Pharisees went out and laid plans to trap him in his words. They sent their disciples to him along with the Herodians. Teacher, they said, We know that you are a man of integrity, and that you teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. You aren't swayed by men because you pay no attention to who they are. Tell us then, what is your opinion? Is it right to pay taxes to Caesar? Or not. But Jesus, knowing their evil intent, said, You hypocrites, why are you trying to trap me? Sh- show me the coin used for paying taxes. They brought him a denarius and he asked them, Whose portrait is this? And whose inscription? Caesar's. They replied. Then he said to them, Give to Caesar what is Caesar's and give to God what is God's. When they heard this, they were amazed. So they left and went away. That same day, the Sadducees, who say there is no resurrection, came to him with a question. teacher, they said, Moses told us that if a man dies without having children, his brother must marry the widow and have children for him. Him. Now, there were seven brothers among us. The first one had married and died, and since he had no children, he left his wife to his brother. The same thing happened to the second and third brother, right on down to the seventh. Finally, woman died now then at the resurrection whose wife will she be of the seven since all of them were married to her Jesus replied you are in error because you do not know the scriptures or the power of God at the resurrection People will neither marry nor be given in marriage. They will be like the angels in heaven. But about the resurrection of the dead, have you not read what God said to you? I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac. And the God of Jacob. He is not the God of the dead, but of the living. When the crowds heard this, they were astonished at his teaching. Hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees got together one of them, an expert in the law, tested him with this question, teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. All your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. While the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them, What do you think about the Christ, whose son is he? The son of David, they replied. He said to them, How is it then that David, speaking by the Spirit, calls him Lord. For he says, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. If David calls him Lord, how can he be his son? No one could say a word in reply. And from that day on, no one dared to ask him any more questions now I will read Psalm 23 a Psalm of David the Lord is my shepherd I shall not and want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff they comfort me. You are prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely, goodness and love will follow all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever the Lord's Prayer is found in the book of Matthew in chapter 6. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in Heaven hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be on earth as it is in heaven give us today our daily bread forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors and lead us not in evil one. And that is how Jesus instructs us to pray. Amen. Now it's time to sleep.